Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and you can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 2nd of January 2021. And first of all, Happy New Year. And secondly, let's hope 2021 is a damn sight better than 2020 has been. Okay, so the title of today's show is Linwood Unloads and Election Latest. So we've had some interesting information coming out from Linwood on Twitter. And he actually put a tweet out about receiving death threats um, because of um, the accusations that he's making. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, this guy's gone crazy. He's having a nervous breakdown. But um, I think what we're seeing is a massive dump of information about corrupt individuals, deep state individuals, and so on. So I'm going to start with a screenshot that a friend sent to me. I've got no source for this, but it's a summary of um, the tweets that Linwood has been putting out. And just to let people know, if you're not familiar with Linwood, he's a defamation lawyer. He is defending um, Nicholas Salmon, or in fact, he is running the lawsuits against the mainstream media um, based on defamation of character. He's one of the um, Catholic Covington boys um, who was accused of being racist and everything when he was confronted by a Native American at a uh, pro-life march. That was it. And he's also been involved in defending or or getting defence counsel for Kyle Rittenhouse. He's the young man, I think he's 17, who has been accused of murder because of how he defended himself at one of these uh, Antifa protests and actually shot two people. I think he may have killed two people and injured another and he's claiming self-defence. Lynn is helping uh, in with his defence. So very much on the side of the good guys. <laughs> Again, you know, make your own judgment. That's my assessment. Um, so anyway, let's let's just go through this summary of what Linwood has been putting out lately. In regards to Linwood, let's analyse a few points. A. He is stating that Chief Justice Roberts adopted his children through Epstein. Chief Justice Roberts adopted his children for a pedophilia sacrifice. Lynn directly asked Roberts if he is a member of a cabal that requires minor children as an initiation fee. He claims that Roberts discussed Scalia's death before it occurred. It is stated that with absolute certainty that Epstein is still alive and cooperating. Now, that has been a real bombshell for people because, you know, when Epstein um, supposedly committed suicide, there were a lot of people on social media saying, you know, writing funny memes and Epstein didn't kill himself and so on. So, I mean, there was speculation, not only as to whether he killed himself, people people were speculating that he could be another Arkansas. In other words, he was he was taken out by the people that he that he was threatening to reveal. And the other thing is that he was taken away and put in witness protection so that he could actually testify against all these people. Uh, and now Linwood has come out and said Epstein is alive. He put that in a tweet. <laughs> it really is bringing out some interesting points that we can follow in the days and weeks to come. So carrying on with this screenshot, his claims acknowledge that there is a cabal that requires pedophile acts in order to be a part of their group. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is a part of these cabal and sacrifices his own adoptive children to be a part of this group. This group is so powerful that they are able to kill a Supreme Court justice. 
with only reviewing what Linwood is stating, he would be murdered just for even simply alluding to all of this. He basically just signed his death warrant. I don't believe that Lynn has a death wish. He knows what he just exposed puts a giant target on his back. The only rational explanation for his statements is that this cabal is no longer a threat and the Patriots are in control and are about to cross the Rubicon. And, you know, I've said before that as as Linwood is a defamation lawyer, he is not going to go out and slander people. He's only going to make statements like this if he has got all the information and the evidence to back it up. And, you know, it seems to me it's a very clever plan. It's almost like the White Hats are have got various kind of splinter movements going on and that perhaps Lynn Wood has had information released to him so that he can be a channel for some of this information that um you know is going to shock people and perhaps be spread more wildly widely around social media and around the internet without it being directly attributed to the Trump team who knows but you know it's interesting that we see these various channels you know we've got Sydney Powell working on things which I'll be covering later uh, we've got General Flynn putting information out also you know all sorts of different channels for sharing some of the things that we're seeing that many of us citizen journalists and people um, you know following CUE and the White Hats were aware of this but so many people who have only been following the mainstream media have no clue what's been going on so it's almost like um, a gentler introduction of this material and information without just going straight out and presenting the evidence which to a lot of people will be extremely shocking so moving on from that still with Linwood a hat tip to a friend of mine who texted me with a link to a video which is Linwood fireside chat number three and it's a really interesting video it's um He's being interviewed by a guy called um, Clay Clark. And it's quite a long video. It's about an hour and 15 minutes. And I decided I would do a transcript of this so I could go through and pick out the key points that Linwood is making in this. And um, I use a software called otter.ai. It's actually online and... You can upload audio or video and then it transcribes and processes it and you can actually download it as a text file. It's very handy. Um, if you're using a video from YouTube that isn't downloadable, you can actually use tools that will convert the video to audio that you can upload into otter.ai. Um, that's how I did it this time. Now, because I only did that this morning, it's a pretty rough transcript. You know, if you were actually going to turn it into a document, you would have to um, do quite a bit of editing. So I'm going to just run through this and pick out the key points that Linwood is talking about. So here we go. Linwood wants to share the truth about Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, Vice President Joe Biden, President Barack Obama, the Clintons, Bill Gates, the richest man in the world, the Vice President Mike Pence, Mark Meadows, Pat Cipollone, the Counsel for the President Bush 41, Bush 43, George Soros and the FBI Director Christopher Wray. And then the host talks about how... Um, Lynn must have evidence to back this up, otherwise he would have no defence to defamation suits. So this is Clay Clark speaking, and he's referring to what Lynn has said about Chief Justice Roberts. 
says, as we fly over the target, you recently tweeted out, I cannot imagine the pressures felt by the Chief Justice of the US Supreme Court. Tough job. But it is even tougher when you know that Nancy Pelosi, Rod Rosenstein, John Podesta and John Brennan have a damning and incriminating recording of you. Tough way to earn a living. And Clay says, what do you mean by that, sir? Lynn answers, I believe that there's documentation that Chief Justice John Roberts was involved in discussions about the successor to Justice Anthony Scalia before Justice Scalia died. I believe that those individuals I named have recordings of that conversation that was their protection against anyone ratting out the other one. One goes, they all go. I believe that that exists. I believe that the evidence exists in a sealed document in a federal court in Maryland, but sealed under alleged national security. If that document is opened and the fake claim of national security is removed, we're going to learn a lot about the truth about Justice John Roberts. I also believe that John Roberts did know Jeffrey Epstein, that he did fly on his plane. I don't know. I've seen pictures that don't that I don't really believe or John Roberts at the island. But I would say to the to your viewers, your listeners, what's the connection? Check out whether Jeffrey Epstein had anything to do with Justice Roberts adopting two children from Wales. I think you're going to find it. John Roberts has a special place in hell waiting for him and he has no business being on the Supreme Court of the United States. He's corrupt, he is evil, he needs to go. So let's move on to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is owned by Communist China. He's taking money from Communist China and business deals involving him, his brother and Hunter. I believe you'll find he also took money from the Ukraine. Joe Biden is corrupt. Joe Biden has got issues beyond corruption for money. The times when I learned things about Hunter Biden that are disgusting, but I wonder what his life was like as a child. I feel bad and also has a special place in hell waiting for him. He will never be president of the United States of America. He's obviously referring to Joe Biden here. I do not believe Almighty God would allow a man like that to ever set foot in the Oval Office. When you see Hunter Biden's connection to the communist Chinese and just all the nefarious things going on his laptop, gross. Now, President Barack Obama. What does everybody need to know about Barack Obama? Barack Obama hates America. Obama is a communist. Barack Obama wants to run this country. Again, that's why the puppets, Biden and Harris, are the ones they tried to put into office. It would have been actually run by Barack Obama, with probably input from Hillary Clinton. Barack Obama is a criminal. He's a phony. Somebody needs to check in and see how much money Barack Obama is worth. It'll be well over a billion dollars. He inherited it from his stepfather, who was a major owner of Halliburton stock. This country is going to be shocked when it learns the truth of the level of corruption and evil that exists and has existed for a number of years, if not decades, in the highest echelons of our government and our so-called business leaders. When you hear me say that communists has taken over this country without firing a shot, I believe they did it through ideology. They did it through money, corruption. They did it through extortion, blackmail. You go to China, you go to Russia, they'll take you out there. They do some drinks. Next thing you know, you're on videotape with a young woman. From that point on, they own you. China is not the Chinese people. The Communist Chinese Party is evil. It's a small group of Chinese people. It oppresses the masses. It's exactly what that small group of communist leaders in China want to do to the United States of America. You only have to look at Georgia. And I've learned in the past few months that Georgia, through its governor and administration officials, 
We do more business and promote China, communist China, more than we promote the state of Georgia. I believe people in Georgia are going to jail for treason. I believe many people in this country are going to jail for treason. The level of involvement of individuals in this country in trying to steal the election of our president is going to be mind-boggling. And they're all guilty of treason. Governor Kemp of Georgia is choosing to use communist control software during your elections. And again, for anybody out there that's not aware of this, when you went in to vote this year, if you were using the Dominion hardware, the Dominion hardware is a Canadian company called Dominion. And that hardware company uses Chinese parts on the hardware. All right, now that company shares office space in Toronto with George Soros. Dominion was made up financially of about 75% of its financial assets provided by China through a UBS subsidiary. China and communism was involved in the development of the system down in Venezuela. But the Chinese, the Chinese communists, used that scheme of stealing an election to attack our country, a cyber attack. This is 2020. We think of being attacked by a foreign enemy with bombs or missiles or guns. That's not 2020. 2020, we've been attacked with a biological weapon, COVID-19. We've been attacked in a cyber attack on our election. There are other cyber attacks that have gone on in this country in the last few weeks on our infrastructure and at least one or more of our military bases. We are at war with China. I think he's referring there to the solar winds hack. And we're going to be in a war for our freedom. What's going to happen over the next several weeks, only God knows. But I believe there's going to be civil unrest. That's part of a colour revolution. Have a disputed election followed by violence in the streets. People are going to try to believe the brainwashing from the media that somehow Trump is trying to seize control. That's nonsense. He's trying to save our country and save our freedom. But I believe this country is going to realise soon that we have to come together against a common foe. Communist China, likely Iran, to some extent Russia. They've taken us over internally, just like they said they would do it, without firing a shot. They've infiltrated our media, Hollywood, academia, our community organisations, our local state and national governments, our judiciary. We were looking for the last 20 years at the Middle East. We took our eye off the ball. We should have known that communism has never moved off of its goal to take over America. So now it's not so much of how do we keep them out, they're already in. The question is, how do we get rid of them? That's the swamp that Donald Trump promised to drain. He couldn't call it communism in 2016 because everybody would have said, my goodness, we hadn't heard about communism in 20 years or so. But I believe that Donald Trump is looking to get rid of communism in this country. One way I believe that Donald Trump will be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, presidents of this country. And then Clay says, I'll say this, that one way to get rid of a lot of bad guys at one time is to arrest these people for treason. Because the punishment for treason in the United States, those punishments are harsh. They involve imprisonment. You can never run for office. There's actually a penalty of up to death. So, step one. When you went and voted this year, folks, you voted on Canadian-owned Dominion voting machines using Chinese communist parts. Step two, the software is called Sequoia, a.k.a. Smartmatic. Sequoia, that company with the software, was coded out by communists from Venezuela. Step three, our votes are then stored in Frankfurt, Germany, where they can be switched. And step four... The votes were then counted in Barcelona, Spain, using a feature on the Smartmatic software that allows them to actually change the votes. Those are all indisputable facts. And this isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing here. I mean, you're talking about the governor of Georgia, who is a Republican making this happen. And he goes on to ask Lynn, can you explain the governors, the governor of Georgia's role, in allowing these communist-owned voting machines and software into his state. Lynn answers, he's corrupt. I don't know whether he's a communist by ideology, 
but he is corrupted by Chinese money. I believe he took money in the Dominion voting machine purchase. I believe $7 million 10-year deal that they bought the machines in 2019. And yet $89 million of that was paid in the first two years. That's not a good business deal. And just an aside, I know the grammar's not that good in this, but it's literally as they spoke it, so forgive me for that. Um, carrying on. And then he also went out and bought, during COVID, masks from China, gowns from China, test kits from China. I believe the evidence will show we bought them at a grossly inflated price when there were other much more less expensive items available from other countries. Why did we take it from China? Why, to, why use the Georgia taxpayers' money to pay China? I've said before, that's like buying bullets from the enemy. And we have had reported, uh, and I can't remember if this was Kemp or if it was Newsom, that these Chinese orders have not been delivered. I think they, it was a billion dollars that they sent over to China. And it's, it's believed that, or alleged, that um, it's probably a way of laundering money back in kickbacks to person who ordered the items i believe he took money through his advisors probably hidden wealth in his family i think he's corrupted by chinese money i think that the young boy that died in that alleged car wreck which looked more like an expl explosion i believe personally it was a message to governor kemp the day before who the day before said he was going to do a signature audit and then abandon it the next day after the young boy died i think people need to realize that the truth is communist china is evil they will threaten you they will threaten your family if necessary to prove their point they kill people they have no value on life what was the young man's relationship the young man whose vehicle exploded, what was his relationship to Governor Kemp, for folks out there that don't know? I think that was Clay speaking. Um, Lynn replying, he is, as I understand it from all of the reports, he was the boyfriend of Governor Kemp's daughter. He was also a staffer working for Kelly Loeffler, and she's um, in the runoff for the Senate, I believe. Wow, wow. Now, OK, so I've seen pictures of the car. Yeah, it looks like a roadside bombing in Afghanistan. And witnesses said they heard an explosion a mile away. The GBI agent, I think that's Georgia Bureau of Investigation, who was initially assigned to the case, a 50-year-old man from Meta, Georgia, yep, showed up a few days later having committed suicide. I don't believe in coincidences because I believe that everything is planned, planned by Almighty God. So sometimes people say, how do you figure things out? I say I connect the dots. If you don't believe in coincidences, the dots will always be connected. I'm not quite sure what he means there because I'd have thought the other way around. But anyway, we know that the voting machines were communist controlled. The voting machines were made by communists. The software was made by communists and the software has the ability to switch the votes. Sidney Powell just released about, what, 48 hours ago, 72 hours ago, a 270-page report documenting all the voter fraud. It has actual affidavits. Sidney Powell is a truth giver. Sidney Powell, along with a team of very talented and dedicated young people, they have worked around the clock I've worked with them many nights. They have assimilated the evidence. They track down the leads. I have tens of thousands of emails sent to me where people have witnessed the fraud and they track it down. Experts have submitted analysis. Sydney has just recently posted in the last 24 hours a video or two that shows you how easy the votes are changed by the computer software. So, yeah, 2020 was not the first election in this country that was manipulated by computers. Hillary ran a programme in 2016. Trump beat the algorithm. That's how he won the Electoral College. Amazing. If the truth were known about the real vote in 2016, Donald Trump won the popular vote. 
They ran it again in 2018 for the mid-year election. That's how they took the House. And just an aside here, you know, the Anons and the Digital Warriors have said, you know, they believe that Trump allowed this election to be stolen so that all of the evidence about the corruption, um, you know, the, the voting machines, etc., etc., would be revealed. And I've said for quite some time that I believe that they allowed the 2018 election to be stolen because then the Democrats were in control of the House and really exposing the corruption and, um, you know, these individuals that were hell-bent on getting rid of Trump because he was going after them. Okay, back to the video. And then they ran it again this year just to make sure that 2016 didn't repeat itself. They used the COVID weapon to heighten the excuse for the use of mail-in ballots so that this year in 2020, when the president once again badly beat the algorithm, they stopped counting almost in a coordinated fashion in the key swing states and they started bringing in box loads of fake paper ballots by mail. The fraud was so great, they knew they were going to get caught. They never intended to make this about a lawful election. I said it before, I haven't changed my mind. This is a colour revolution, an attempt to overthrow the duly elected President of the United States. And if we let them get away with it now, 2020 will be the last election. Because after 2020, they won't need to go to the time and trouble of creating a false election. They'll just tell you who the next leader of the country is going to be. That will never happen in America. Americans will not let it happen. If you're a Democrat, it's like, oh, it's obvious those Republicans. But let's get into the Republican Party a little bit because Patrick Byrne, who is the founder of Overstock.com, he's working to expose the mass industrial level. I think what he's saying here is, um, you know, this is not partisan. It's There's corruption on both sides. Because he also says, I think if you're somebody on the right wing, you might go, oh, it's obvious these dirty Democrats, these people are stealing the vote, etc. And just to finish that last sentence, he's working to expose the mass industrial level of election fraud. He's showing the technology behind it. He's been, and we're talking Patrick Byrne here, he's been employing a team on his own dime of researchers to prove the election fraud. It's truly incredible. And he had a meeting in the White House with the president. And he said after the meeting, they all agreed to not share what was discussed with the president. That's just kind of a rule. You don't talk about what you talked about with the president in private. And then Pat Cipollone, uh, the president's counsel, a.k.a. kind of a legal advisor, apparently leaked to the media false information about the context of the meeting. He actually was talking about um, military intervention, if I remember rightly. I know I've shared this on a previous show. And then Mark Meadows, the chief of staff for the president, he apparently refused to give your friend and attorney, Sidney Powell, access to the White House, especially, essentially cutting her off from the president. And again, a note, this was after um, she was asked to be a White House counsel to President Trump. And they were basically stopping her from uh, communicating with the president. So continuing on. After the president tasked her, the president asked Sidney Powell to do some things and to help to assist him. And then Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, passively aggressively wouldn't give her access to the president, wouldn't give her a pass to get into the White House, wouldn't allow her to call the president. And then Pat Cipollone, the counsel for the president, was apparently was yelling at the president during the meeting and being super disrespectful of the office and of the president. He was actually yelling at Trump to try and get him to concede. Uh, back to the video. These are the people that are supposed to be helping the president. What is going on with Mark Meadows and Pat Cipollone? They're not patriots. They're disloyal. 
they've got their own interests. Pat Cipollone loves money, drives a new, I've heard, a new luxury vehicle every few days to the White House, including the Rolls-Royce. Pat Cipollone is corrupted. Mark Meadows is corrupted. They're not patriots. They need to be fired. I believe at a time of his choosing, President Trump will fire them. Incidentally, I did hear that Cipollone was fired after that meeting, but um, maybe that hasn't been confirmed. We'll see. President Trump is locked in a situation much like Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln could not trust anyone around him. They were all conspiring against him. In fact, Mary Lincoln, his wife, was even conspiring against him. But Donald Trump has the loyalty of Melania. Yep, she's a close confidant. But unfortunately, it's sad to say that Donald Trump is not a lonely person. He loves God. He knows he's got Jesus with him at all times, but he doesn't have a lot of people he can trust. But he's finding them out. They're exposing themselves to him. Yep. So that I believe in the second administration, he's not going to constantly be fighting the conspiracies of people trying to advance their own agenda and hold on him. I believe he's going to accomplish some incredible things in the second four years because he's going to be surrounded by people who are loyal and people that love America. And then Clay speaks. The, the FBI director, Christopher Ray. Many people thought he was on our team, but then you tweeted out, Time flies when you're busy speaking the truth. Time for lunch break, but first a few more thoughts. FBI Director Christopher Wray must be fired immediately. Research the lawful law firm connections with Ray, Rod Rosenstein and Sally Yates. Birds of a feather flock together. What's going on with the FBI Director Christopher Wray? And Lynn answers, they were all partners in the law firm of King and Spalding. Rod Rosenstein is corrupt. Sally Yates is corrupt. Christopher Ray's right in there with him. He's corrupt. The FBI, I'm sure, is made up of some fine individual agents. But the FBI has been corrupt in the higher echelons for decades. I saw it first when Louis Free, who was the director, when they falsely accused and tried to literally railroad Richard Jewell. They don't care about anything but their own agenda. The FBI is probably covering for the, C for the CIA. The CIA is the most corrupt organisation in the country. Donald Trump's getting ready to take the fangs out of the CIA and that's going to turn them back into paper chases, ch chasers. He's going to pull all the special ops from them. The CIA was involved in the election too. They've been doing it for years, decades, and in other countries. So let's talk about, we're going back to Republicans here, going back to more Republicans. Vice President Mike Pence. So many people that I know have put their heart and their soul and everything of Mike Pence. Oh yeah, maybe Mike Pence. And yet Mike Pence worked closely with Dr. Fauci for months of this, this COVID-19 chaos. The models that said 2.2 million people might die. The models turned out to be false. The actual COVID-19 tests have been shown to be falsely calibrated. Dr. Fauci is telling people to wear a mask. He says, don't wear a mask. Then you should wear a mask. He says we shouldn't shut down the borders. Then we should shut down the borders. He said we should never shake hands again. He says we can't go back to normal until everybody has a vaccine. And the man who spent the most time with Dr. Fauci, the head of the coronavirus task force, is in fact Vice President Pence. What is going on with Vice President Pence? And bear in mind that Lynn Wood actually tweeted that Vi Vice President Pence is a traitor. And there is a long thread um, on Twitter of all the things that back up this claim that Pence is deep state. I don't think I'm going to ha have time to share that, but I will share it for the recording, for a link in the recording. OK, so carrying on. Lynn says, I've never met Vice President Pence. I've had the opportunity to speak with people that have known him firsthand. 
I don't want to judge him based on necessarily what others have told me about his demeanour and how he treats people. Let's do this. Let's see what Vice President Pence does on January 6th and whether he rejects a lie, the election of Biden, or whether he stands up for truth and rejects it. If he is a man of God as he claims to be, he would never even consider validating a lie. If Mike Pence is a man of God, then he needs to stand up for truth, yet no one's really sure where it stands right now. The fact that there's concern about it says a lot to me. But I believe that pressure will be put to bear on Vice President Pence, who I think was more concerned about 2024, and keeping in good favour with all the money people in the Republican Party who have been anti-Trump. He was looking for his own agenda in 2024, and he was not putting his country and President Trump first. He better not let the American public down. They will not tolerate it. Bill Gates is the one it turns out he was helping to fund the models that said 2.2 million people might die of COVID-19 that turned out to be wrong. Bill Gates is the one behind the technology called Election Guard that turned out to have the ability to nefariously adjust the votes. Election Guard is on many voting systems and on most voting systems. Bill Gates spends a lot of time in China. Bill Gates chose to be a long-time good friend of Jeffrey Epstein. And he didn't become a friend of Jeffrey Epstein until after Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of pedophilia. Uh, That about Bill Gates was actually Clay speaking. And then Lynn responds, Bill Gates is evil. He wants to depopulate the world so that the ruling elite can be served by a controllable number of the masses. Look him up depopulation. He's trying to control people through the use of chips. Microsoft had a chip done where you could have it put in your arm and it would regulate, allegedly, your exercise level and you exercise enough, you get cryptocurrency. It didn't go over very well. So now he's developed an invisible tattoo that goes on your forehand or your forehead with an invisible ink called luciferase. Bill Gates wants to weaken the national immune system, sorry, the natural immune system of our population by giving them vaccines, vaccines of which the contents we do not know. Some people believe that it's DNA altering. I wouldn't get near within missile range of anything that Bill Gates promoted. He talks like he's a doctor. He has no medical training. He talks like he's a scientist. He has no medical training. If you look at the history of his family, you're going to find that there's a long lineage of evil in Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates ought to be in jail. And then there's some uh, exchange of uh, small talk about dogs and things. And then Clay says the Blaze reports on December 28th, Bill Gates is moving forward with his plan to to dim the sun's rays. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Bill Gates was working on has developed a patent with the patent number 060606, which is a cryptocurrency that is distributed via body activity. Okay, then he goes on to ask, uh, what do we need to know about the Bush family? Lynn responds, George Bush, 41, ran a crime family. Clinton ran a crime family. Obama ran a crime family. Hillary runs a crime family and Biden runs a crime family. We have had literally mafia bosses, to draw an analogy, running criminal enterprises out of the Oval Office. Remember, the world is a lie. What we saw about the Bush family appeared to be a wholesome, God-fearing, loving family. Look, looks were deceiving. I believe that at the funeral of George Bush, Certain members of that family and other people in our government received a note that said, I'm sorry, they know everything. Look at the expression on Jeb Bush's face when he saw the note. President Carter didn't get, didn't get one and he's looking around like, why didn't I get one? Because he wasn't involved. Carter wasn't running a crime family and Ronald Reagan was not running a crime family and Donald Trump loves America. And he's trying to get rid of the criminals. They tried to paint him. They tried to propagandise and brainwash the American public to hate him. 
and the public has bought into the lie because they've been brainwashed by communist propaganda ever since he was elected. In the summer before he was elected, they couldn't praise him enough when he was running because they thought he'd be easy pickings for Hillary. Hillary Clinton is evil. Bill Clinton is evil. Sadly, Bush 41 was evil. Bush 43? Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Then Clay asks, I just want, what's your opinion on what's going to happen on the 6th? President Trump, I believe, this is Lynn speaking, has said that he wants the people to come to Washington by the millions to celebrate that he said it's going to be a wild party. So I would like to believe that between now and the 6th of January, President Trump is going to reveal the truth to the American public. And they're going to celebrate because I don't believe that anybody in Congress is going to vote for a criminal like Joe Biden to be in the White House. I even believe it could be unanimous, but that may be the plan. I know there are other plans from the nefarious people like Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And so I'm always worried that they might try to strike back at the American people who love freedom and Trump. But I also believe that President Trump is way ahead of his people. I believe that he has positioned our National Guard to protect our citizens. I believe he has positioned our military forces to protect our country. So let's see what happens between now and January the 6th. But I believe your president, the United States, has been working long hours. I believe on my own belief is that on Christmas Eve he crossed the Delaware. We haven't heard from Bill Clinton since the middle of December. We haven't heard from Hillary Clinton since the middle of December. We haven't heard from some other people that you would expect to be in Georgia campaigning for the law. And that's as much as I'm going to cover today. Um, I've used a lot of time already going over this. And it's followed by um, quite a lot of questions from people in, I think, a chat room or something like that. So I'm going to move on now to the latest on the election. And some of it links very nicely into what was discussed in this video. Actually, just before I do that, um, I just remembered that a friend sent me a Facebook Messenger message. And it's a screenshot of another of Linwood's um, tweets. And I suggest you follow Linwood. His handle is l-l-i-n wood so it's two l's not just one l do a search on twitter you'll find him and it says wow mike pence at vp at mike pence announces on new year's eve that he no longer plans to pursue career in politics guess all those who said he is an egomaniac wolf in sheep's clothing focused on a run in 2024 were wrong good call mike you are not fit to be president anyway and um, the same friend, and I'll ha- I didn't give her name before. I don't want to give her real name, but in the chat room on cosmicreality.com, her handle is Ariel, and she sent me a a screenshot of a tweet by at real Brandon Donk. Uh, Breaking news. Unmarked vehicles have intercepted the U.S. Marshal convoy carrying VP Pence. Unknown men with automatic weapons are currently in a running shootout with the Marshals. Reports of army units blocking all roads into and out of D.C. All military leaves cancelled. Not confirmed, of course. Um, But also we've had a lot of speculation about why Trump returned from... Um, Mar-a-Lago two days early and came back to the White House and also why Pence cancelled his vacation. So, I don't, you know, God knows when we're going to find this out, but oh, so much is happening at the moment. I mean, some I saw one um, report or post that suggested that um, Trump had been in in danger of an assassination attempt and that was why he was brought back to the White House. I don't know. Again, that's, you know, it could be pure speculation. We'll have to wait and see. So back to the election. Um, Just want to cover something about the Georgia hearing from 
this last week. Uh, this is a Gateway Pundit report. The man who will save America. This isn't the beating of a drum. This is the burning of a city. Inventor Jovan Pulitzer destroys Georgia's corrupted 2020 election results. This was published December 30th. Inventor Jovan Hutton Pulitzer was in front of the Georgia Senate today and he totally destroyed Georgia's 2020 election results and offered a plan where for free he will determine the accurate results by examining the paper ballots used in the election. Prior to today, we've requested that President Donald J. Trump write an executive order mandating that the ballots and images in select states be audited and reviewed for fraud by Jovan Pulitzer. We first learned of inventor Jovan Pulitzer a few weeks ago and reported that he is able to audit millions of ballots in a day based on his method for reviewing ballots and images. His biography and ideas were provided in our article. He believes there was fraud in the 2020 election and that he can prove it quickly and there's a link to that particular article today in georgia mr pulitzer gave a presentation that all of america should see and hear pulitzer shared i have no regard for the smoking mirrors of how the machines work the hidden stuff in the code or how this machine is supposed to be programmed if the machine worked according to programming none of us would be standing here we're here because something broke so I'm saying I don't care about the machine. I don't even care about the code that was written in the machine. What I care about is that physical artifact. And you know what? The physical artifact has material differences from district to district that should not be there. Why are they there? He shared the people of the state of Georgia trusted the state to ensure the election was valid and fraud free. The correct the current election results are flawed. This isn't the beating of a drum, this is the burning of a city. Our country was founded on a piece of paper. Pulitzer can look at the paper and determine almost immediately if a ballot is fraudulent or not. Pulitzer notes that he can look at 500,000 ballots in a couple of hours. And it shows the presentation. One of the things that he's also said, I'm pretty sure it was this guy, was that... Um, They'd hacked into one of the Dominion voting machines that were being used for the runoff election, actually, while this hearing was going on. And he was saying that they'd proved that the machine was connected to the Internet and that there was two way traffic, which is another means of, you know, entering false results into the election system. And the Dominion CEO vehemently denied that these machines could connect to the Internet. Well, that's blatantly proven to be false. And then as a result of that testimony, Georgia Senate Judiciary Subcommittee unanimously passes motion to audit Fulton County's absentee ballots using method outlined by Joven Pulitzer. And this again is Gateway Pundit, published again on the 30th. Members of Georgia's Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on Elections and members of the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday held a hearing to study Georgia's election laws and their past and present impact on the current election cycle. The star of the show on Wednesday was inventor Jovan Pulitzer. Pulitzer explained how he could quickly audit their results using his technique of identifying fraudulent paper ballots and said he will do it for free. And then the plot thickens even more. Another Gateway Pundit article. Again, this is published December 31st. Breaking big. Jovan Pulitzer says Georgia called in trucks to get rid of the evidence in Fulton County. He is supposed to be scanning. And it's including a video, but the article says inventor Jovan Pulitzer joined radio host Monica Matthews on Thursday after his explosive testimony in the Georgia Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on elections on Wednesday. Jovan Pulitzer destroyed Georgia's corrupted 2020 election process and results during the hearing on Wednesday. Pulitzer explained how he can look at the Georgia ballots and determine almost immediately if a ballot is fraudulent or not. Pulitzer notes that he can look at 500,000 ballots in a couple of hours. Pulitzer then broke into a Dominion voting machine real-time during the hearing. And there's a link to that um, 
article, and I think it includes a video of his testimony. This is what I just referred to. Then, following the hearing, the subcommittee unanimously passed a motion to audit Fulton County's absentee ballots with the process Pulitzer outlined during the hearing. During Thursday's discussion with Monica Matthews, the two discussed the process of exposing ballot fraud via technology, along with very heartfelt personal reasons every American should demand the integrity of this election be upheld. Pulitzer also confirmed that China is, in fact, online with a Georgia polling station today. Then Joven Pulitzer dropped this bomb. Pulitzer told Monica Matthews that as soon as he was tasked with auditing the Fulton County ballots, trucks pulled up to the facility and the ballots were being loaded into the trucks and were being shredded. Jovan Pulitzer said, I'd like your permission of you and your fine audience that as I answer you that I have your permission to piss you off. The very minute that order went through and that order was followed and all the legal notices were done, it didn't even take four hours later while moving trucks with this stuff was backed up to those buildings trying to get rid of the evidence. Where the hell is the FBI and DOJ? That's the gateway pundit saying that. Do we have law enforcement anymore in this country or is their only purpose to harass conservatives? So it just shows the level of panic that these um, corrupt individuals who are all involved in this electric fraud they know it's going to be proven so what are they doing they're trying to destroy the evidence but that makes it even more obvious that the fraud has been committed so we talked about january 6th or lynn uh, woods did at the end of the uh, transcript that i read um, there is now an article on epoch times P massive amounts of evidence will be presented on january 6th this is a quote from President Trump and it's published January 1st yesterday and it reads President Donald Trump announced that evidence of alleged election fraud will be presented on January 6th during the joint session of Congress. Massive amounts of evidence will be presented on the 6th. We won big, Trump wrote on Twitter. It comes as Senator Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, I think it is, and about 40 House GOP lawmakers have announced they would challenge the Electoral College votes during the January 6th joint session of Congress due to alleged fraud and irregularities during the November 3rd election. The challenge could lead to several hours of debate during the session. The challenge is supported by Trump, who in recent weeks has met with House lawmakers, including its chief sponsor, Representative Mo Brooks uh, from Alabama, Republican, of course, at the White House. Trump's advisor, Jason Miller, told Newsmax earlier in the week that the team is aiming to present more evidence. We will have a chance in front of the American people next week to present these cases, all these evidences of fraud, Miller said, pointing to a lawsuit filed by Republican, sorry, Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican from Texas against Vice President Mike Pence earlier this week to prevent him from confirming Joe Biden's electoral victory. Pence's lawyers with the Department of Justice later said Pence isn't the person who should face a lawsuit, arguing that Gohmert should have sued Congress. If Hawley and the other lawmakers challenge a state's electoral college votes, Trump's campaign will make their presentation. The challenge requires a senator and a representative to carry out. Now, Trump has asked for the, his supporters to all um, descend on D.C. on the 6th of January to support him. And um, there's an article by Epoch Times again, car caravans forming for historic protest in Washington. And this was published December 30th. 60-year-old Robin, a retail merchandiser in rural Virginia, hasn't visited the nation's capital in more than two decades or ever taken part in organising a political event. Although she was quick to volunteer to manage a stop for one of the four vehicle caravans headed to Washington for what many are calling a historic protest on January 6, 2021. In an unprecedented request, President Donald Trump asked his supporters to travel to Washington for a, quote, big protest on January 6th, 
when a joint session of Congress will be held, during which lawmakers will vet the Electoral College votes passed, cast three weeks prior. A number of House Republicans have committed to challenge the slates of electors from six states where the President has disputed the validity of the election's outcome. Be there will be wild, the President wrote on Twitter on December 19th. A week later, he added, see you in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Don't miss it. Information to follow. A Michigan man who goes by the nickname Dr. Enoch on Twitter is organising the larger caravan effort, which encompasses 20 cities along four routes. He told the Epoch Times that considering the size of the two prior post-election Trump events in Washington, which the president didn't call for or endorse ahead of time, the January 6th event is on pace to become the biggest Trump rally so far. There are two things that Trump's ever asked us to do. One was to vote for him and now the other one is to be in D.C. on the 6th, Enoch said. That's why I started organising this. Enoch will join the route running through Michigan. He said the organisers for each stop are responsible for figuring out a convenient exit from the highway with enough parking and gas station pumps to accommodate a large volume of cars. At least three pro-Trump groups that are organising protests in Washington on January 6th, MAGA Million, March for Trump and Stop the Steal, have reached out to support and promote the caravans. It might be one of the biggest caravans we've ever had here in America. I'm not going to read any more of that because it is a pretty long um, article, but it just indicates the level of support there is for Trump. And we've seen Trump uh, announced as most admired man from a Gallup poll, and he came in first ahead of Obama, and interestingly... Um, Biden was in third place and only a third of the votes for Biden. And it just illustrates how ridiculous it is to maintain that Biden has won the election. You know, the, the number of votes that he's supposed to have received compared with the number of people that turned up for his rallies, um, even the statistics on the number of counties that he won compared with the number of counties that Trump won. These just don't add up. And so, you know, I know people are getting a little discouraged about all these court cases being turned down. But I do believe that this evidence is going to be heard. It is going to come out. We've got the Sydney Powell 270-page document. We've got Lynn Wood and his um, court cases and his outspokenness about the fraud and the corruption and so on. And just the number of people that are likely to turn up in D.C. on January 6th is just going to illustrate in you know no uncertain terms the level of support that Trump has and that the country, the Trump supporters, they are not going to stand for this election being stolen and given to Sleepy Joe and Kamala Harris, who, according to Lynn Wood, are going to be under the complete influence of Obama and possibly even... Hillary Clinton. So I've been saying all along, no matter how black things are painted, I, I absolutely have no doubt in my mind and in my heart that this is Trump's victory and that this is all being used to expose everything. And I do believe that the indictments will be unsealed. I believe that people will be going to jail, maybe Gitmo, um, possibly have military tribunals for treason and so on. So I encourage you to keep the faith and trust the plan, as I always do, because, you know, our, as the collective consciousness, we do have power over the outcome, you know, over the timeline. We want to stay on the timeline of Trump's victory, the defeat of the deep state, the de defeat of the cabal and the removal of all the the communist Chinese uh, influence in this country that has brought us to where we are today with including the COVID-19 
uh, fraud as well. So this year has been an experience of total fraud on many fronts. But I should say last year, 2020. But, you know, I'm very confident that we will see a totally different outcome in 2021. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating uh, show next week. Uh, again, just a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net. And thank you, of course, to Nancy for producing. producing. Stay safe, um, be well, and I will see you next week. Bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper. 